Jerry Judy, man. Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy. Drop that dime, you know, right in the pocket, you know, in situations like that. Look for them to be extremely, extremely aggressive in this draft. Man. Welcome to the Extra Point NFL Draft Edition. I'm Wes here with Matt and Bobby. Matt, how are you doing? What's going on, guys? I'm doing well. Ready for the draft? Been ready, man. Need some sports in my life. Yep, I think we were talking about it pre-show with Bobby. Bobby, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Just like Matt said and um, like you believe as well, man, I think everybody needs this right now. Everybody's waiting for next Thursday. Oh yeah, it's gonna be Can't big. Wait for it, man. It's yeah. gonna be big. Uh, we were talking a little bit pre-show too. You know, they did the first virtual one with the WNBA, um, and it sounded like it went off pretty much without a hitch. So they've been doing mock drafts to kind of practice and test this for the last couple of days on ESPN. They've had a bunch of different, you know, fans vote on who they want to to draft at that position. So it it looks like it's gonna be pretty cool. It'll be one of a kind, that's for sure. Uh, and it's uh, less than a week away, so we have our mock draft picks. Matt, I, and Bobby all have our top 10 for tonight. We're going to do 1 through 10, 11 through 20 will be the next episode, 11 through 21. And then uh, the episode after that will be 22 through 32 to cover the whole first round of picks, yeah. uh, like we did last year. And, it, you know, it's just kind of a little competitive thing to see who can get the most right and uh, who does a really good job predicting. Matt, this is your first year doing it. How would you feel going through your first 10 picks? Uh, you know, I had a, I had a hard time. I probably, I probably did three or four different, different mocks before, before I got this final one here. And I'm still back and forth on a lot of these. I mean, the first 10 picks are so, uh, they're so important to each team that, you know, I feel like it's a revolving door, you know, even in real life with the real GMs, it's, it's I'm sure it's always changing on who they're, who they're going to get and things like that. Unless, you're Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. So. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to definitely yeah. be a lock. Uh, if you're watching it for, the, or if you're listening to it for the first time, last year we're gonna we did very easy, similar to what we're gonna do this year. Uh, we're not gonna do trades. You know, we might talk about where there will be trades or if we think there'll be a trade, but we're gonna just kind of run it through as if there were no trades when we make our picks. Um, more than likely, you know, kind of like Matt said, it was kind of hard going through these first 10 picks because I can see a lot of trades potentially happening one, and there's a lot of good players in the top 10, uh, so it makes it difficult to just pick one. Uh, it, it take it with like with the exception of Joe Burrow, of course, and uh, potentially even Chase Young. We'll see, you know, what we say tonight. But uh, Bobby, how was it for you going through this one as opposed to last year? Uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of a similar feeling. I mean, obviously, you know, you're drafting if you're in the top 10. Um, there's a lot of the same uh, usual su suspects, you know, that are in the top, uh, you know, top 10 every year for a reason. Um, they need needs. Um, I think we're going to have some similar ones, obviously. Yes. I think, Wes, you and I last year, I think we had maybe seven out of the first, you know, out of the top 10 similar picks. We did. We did. Uh, this, year's, this year's draft is a little bit more wide open, I think. I think there's a lot of more, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say a lot more talent, but um, just a lot more talent, you know, um, across the board as far as position-wise and all that. Um, it's going to be interesting, man. I mean, uh, there's a lot of teams that need, you know, a lot of needs to fill their holes in or whatnot. So um, can't wait for it. It's going to be interesting. 
So. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started on this draft, uh, mock draft. And I'm going to let Matt go ahead and have the, go ahead and have the courtesy of the first pick with Cincinnati on the clock first. Go ahead, Matt. Well, pretty much already gave it away there. Uh, <laughs> I'm going, you know, definitely Joe Burrow, um, you know, quarterback LSU. He, he, Andy Dalton has one more year in this, on his contract here. I mean, they could trade him after the draft. Uh, maybe somebody gets injured and they can trade him in August or, or July. We'll see how uh, how this coronavirus plays out here and how that affects the NFL schedule and everything like that. But now I think this one, there's nothing really to talk about on this one. It just makes sense. Uh, he's from Ohio or played, in, you know, and you know, played in Ohio growing up and all that. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense to me. Bobby, uh, absolutely agree. I mean, that's pretty much a no-brainer. I mean, I'd be very shocked to see, you know, the Bengals take anybody else but uh, but Joe Burrow. I mean, kind of like Matt says, I mean, you're talking about a guy that arguably, actually not arguably, statistically-wise had the best season in college football history. Two for 5,671 yards and 60 touchdowns with only six interceptions. Okay. I mean, you know, I mean, that speaks for itself. And you know what? The thing that impresses me a lot about him was that he can actually run, though. He can pull it and run. Now, in the NFL, you're not going to get away with that like you can in college, but it's definitely an advantage. Is he a system guy? Possibly, because he was at Ohio State, played one year at LSU, went nuts. They have a, a whole hell of a lot of talent at LSU. Kind of makes it easier, but in the situation the Bengals are at right now, you know, with Andy Dalton, I mean, there's – I'd be very, 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 very shocked if this is not the pick, and I think – Pretty much everybody <laughs> that follows football would agree on that. Yeah, um, I obviously went Joe Burrow as well. He's your six four. He's six four two sixteen out of LSU. Draws comparisons to Kurt Warner as far as his quarterback style of play. Um, he doesn't have the strongest arm of everybody coming out of the draft, but accuracy is a big thing with him, and also confidence and maturity is the one thing that every single person talks about that has come into contact with this guy, which is huge for somebody at his age. He's very stonewalled. They mentioned it a lot in the national championship. Uh, Stoneface, excuse me. They mentioned it a lot in the national championship game. Uh, if you if you tuned into that, you know he at, at any point in that game he had the exact same expression. You know when they scored a touchdown to go up, same expression when they were losing. You know there's no change to this guy. He's very very even keel as far as his uh, his his level uh, during gameplay, which is which is big. You know a lot of teams like that. He'll go to Cincinnati number one, be a big option. Uh, or a big big player to help out uh, AJ Green in the receiving game because I know Andy Dalton and him were were having issues before that whole thing went down. So uh, yeah, Burrow one, two, Bobby, take it away. Yeah, so I mean, I mean the, the Redskins, you know, with Ron Rivera now being the coach, a very defensive-minded Oregon guy. I don't see any way they don't take Chase Young. I don't, you know, like part of me was like, you know, I talked to a lot of my friends up there, Matt being from the area, whatnot. A lot of people aren't sold on Haskins. I don't see them doing anything but Chase Young. They're not going to go for Tua that early. Ron Rivera, again, a defensive-minded guy. I mean, you're talking about a freak. I mean, literally, 6'5", 265. Um, uh, the only question marks they had about him was, you know, when he played top talent teams, you know, especially late in the season in the um, Big Ten Championship and the um, playoffs that um, – 
you know, he didn't perform as much. But don't forget, this guy's getting double teamed all the time. He's a freak. You need a pass rusher in the NFL. They're, they're, besides a quarterback, a pass rusher is the most important position in the NFL. Chase Young, no doubt about it. I'd be, I'm almost 95% sure they take him. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Chase Young, too, uh, as my number two pick to the Washington Redskins. 6'5", 265, like you said, he's just a freaking monster. Uh, he's a local boy from Marlboro area. A local in, boy, DeMatha DMV. Yep. yep. Um, definitely the most athletic player in this draft. There's no question about it. The dude is, as Bobby alluded to earlier, a freak, a freak of nature. Um, the only only thing you can find when you look through scouting that he can maybe improve on would be some uh, on his rips, finishing them, and adding a spin move to his repertoire. Gets a lot of comparisons of, no surprise, the Bosa brothers. So, uh, yeah, Chase Young, number two, is my pick uh, to Washington. Matt, what you got? Uh, yeah, no, I also have Chase Young on this pick. Uh, this one was actually kind of close for me because – uh, just when you have Dan Snyder as your owner, uh, you always have to have that. You just have to have that in the back of your mind, because if he wants a guy, mm-hmm. you know he'll he'll get him. So, and I know that he. I'm pretty. I'm from what I heard last year. I'm pretty sure Snyder was the one that wanted Haskins, and he kind of, you know, overpowered Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden didn't really want him, you know. He didn't really, because, you know, that's why he got fired. He wanted to start one of his veteran quarterbacks. And uh, they picked Haskins, who I don't think is going to be uh, a good quarterback. I don't think he's mature enough. Um, he's athletic, but I just don't think he has the mind. The mind. I know that might sound kind of bad, but <laughs> I just don't think Haskins is the guy. But, no, Chase Young is my guy. You guys just said it. He's a, he's a freak. Um, and I, he's... He would be a, a, I mean, another really key addition to an already pretty stout and uh, underrated and not really talked about because the Redskins are so bad. Right. Uh, their defensive line is really good. Um, you know, so adding him, that gave him possibly a top ten defensive unit. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to figure though. I mean, because um, uh, what's the guy that um, who's their? I'm 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 drawing a blank right now, but. Uh, the defense and venture. venture. Kerrigan? Uh, yeah, Kerrigan. So, I mean, he's going on what? Year what? Eight, nine? I don't know. Something around there? Oh, uh, for sure. If, no, if not. More than that? Yeah, 10, um, yeah, and no, and I'm actually hearing rumblings that he might even might be a, uh, you know, a ca- casualty. So, we'll see. But, um, no, I mean, they have Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen already. You know what I mean? Tim Settle. Uh, uh, all those I, boys I, are I local just, boys. Tim Settles from Stonewall uh, Jackson High School, Manassas. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Allen is a local boy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, you. I'm not saying you draft because they're local kids and whatnot, but no, but they're all they're all really good players, and they're they're all yeah. young and and on rookie contracts, and then just adding Chase Young would be, uh, you know, amazing. I think it's a no-brainer on that pick right there. I mean, arguably he's. I mean, I got about one or two more guys that might compete with him when it comes to the most talented player in the draft. But, you know, as far as a uh, pass rusher, which is, like I said, an outside the quarterback, the most important position in football, I don't see how they don't draft him. With Ron Rivera being the coach there, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, and that makes – yeah, exactly. And and Jack Del Rio, you know. Yep, sure. two heavy, yeah, heavy, heavy – right. I forgot about Jack being there. That's You're right. exactly right. No yep. 
All right, moving on to number three, we are on to Detroit. Detroit is on the clock. I'll go ahead and start this one out. Uh, for number three, this is another position. Um, Detroit is listening to trades, so don't be surprised if you see a trade at this particular position. But if I'm Detroit, I am going with Jeff Okuda out of Ohio State. Uh, 6'1", 200 pounds, uh, number one corner out of college, uh, lockdown uh, man defender, man on man. Uh, he has that maturity level, which... Most cornerbacks typically don't have very quiet and soft-spoken, but he'll come out there and bark at you if he's stepping up and making plays. Um, he he can be a leader in that locker room, even with somebody like uh, like Chase Young in there. He, he still made his voice heard as well. So I have him going at number three. Like I said, 6'1", 200 pounds. Matt, what you got? Uh, with Detroit, uh, so I, yeah, no, I told you uh, at the beginning, that, uh, you know, I, I went through three or four or five of these things before I finally got this one, and I'm still changing it. I had I had them taking Akuda at one point, um, mm -hmm. but with them getting true font, and I think they'll probably work on that a little bit later in the draft. I have them getting Derek Brown out of Auburn, uh, the defensive tackle, 6'5", 326 pounds, big, big boy, but still light enough to you know, move move quickly on his feet and kind of get around those guards in the center. But 6'5", he's going to have that length. So um, I really like that pick. I know that Detroit signed Danny Shelton, um, but he's an older guy, and they only signed him for a two-year deal. Um, Damian Smacks Harrison left. He's, he's gone now. So uh, I really think Derek Brown's going to be a beast. I think he's going to be – force to reckon with here for the next several years. I like that pick. I like that pick. So you have Brown going he's, to he's Detroit. Amazing, yeah, he's amazing talent, man. He's the, he's the top guy with four hands on the dirt in this draft right there, man. No question about it. Yeah, man. He's going to be a beast. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Bobby, what you got? Yeah, I'll roll with it, though. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Um, one of my good buddies, uh, and I got a lot of family members in Detroit, a lot of those people, you know, obviously you're talking about a team that's number one, a Super Bowl, or even snipped it. They want the owner gone. She's been there forever. She's getting old. A lot of people want Tua, you know, because, you know, Matt Stafford's era, you know, era is not to an end right now. It's coming to an end soon. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I want Jeff Akua as well, man, because you got to figure they had the worst um, – you know, they were last last year, you know, last-ranked pass defense in the NFL last mm -hmm. year. So, right. you know, they made a trade for, you know, Trufant, who's a guy that's a veteran, you know, and he can do some solid stuff right now, but they need a true number one corner. Number, yeah, exactly. They need, a, they need a true number one corner. That's why I want Jeff Okuda. Like Wes said, though, I mean, he's the number one corner in the draft. There's no question about it. He's got really good size, you know, um, six. I mean, he's 6'1". I mean, it's a no-brainer to me on that pick. Uh I mean, in my opinion, I mean, they just got to solidify that defense. I think they're still going to rock with, you know, obviously you got to rock with, um, you know, Stafford for another year or two. Or trade back, like Wes said, though. I mean, we're not sitting here doing this, talking about trades or whatnot. If they don't trade back, I think you got to take the best corner in the draft right there and kind of solidify that uh, those corners. So, and for me, it's cool on that. For me, it's hard to trade out of that position and, and, and not get him. I'm gonna have to get a lot of capital in order for that to happen because yeah, I, yeah, he, I really he's like Okuda. He's, he's a rare talent too, though. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I think I, I think I read something crazy that he only, you know, in his um, 
I think he redshirted his freshman year and he played his sophomore and junior year and then obviously went pro, but I think he only gave up like three passes or something. Wow. You know, catches like legit ones. So, you know, ran a four, four, eight. He has good size, six, one, two Oh five. Great vertical, you know, uh, 41 inch vertical, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, um, that's my pick. All right. Number four, we're going to the giants, New York giants. Uh, Bobby, start us off. Who's the, who are the, who's big blue taking? Yeah. You know what? I'm going offensive line with the giants, man. Offensive tackle. I'm going, um, uh, Jedrick Willis from Alabama. I mean, he's okay. to me, the, um, so when it comes down to that though, the giants have a lot of needs. Danny Dines needs protection. Mm-hmm. They have an elite running back, obviously, and Saquon. They got to build that offensive line. That's been their problem for the last two or three years. And this is the best offensive lineman in the draft. I mean, he's 6'5", 320. Uh, I mean, he falls kind of below, you know, the standard when it comes to typical tackles and all that. But you're talking mm-hmm. about a guy that played basketball. He's got great feet out of the pocket. And uh, he's very nasty, too. If you ever watch Alabama, you know how they play football in that SEC down there. Oh, they, yeah, really they play big boy football. Man. Yeah, yeah. He's very <laughs> nasty. And, um, I mean, some things they'll need to prove on is, you know, picking up on the blitzes, mm-hmm. you know, because he got all those past DNs, you know, in the NFL or whatnot. But I'm going offensive tackle, though, the Giants. I think that's, uh, to me, that's the best. I mean, when in doubt, build, you build from the inside out. That's right. And uh, I'm also doing with the same. I'm doing the same thing as you, uh, except for on the opposite side of the ball. Uh, I I think they need to build up that defense as well. And I think uh, a pick that has already been said. I'm 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 going to go with Derek Brown. I'm going to take him out of Auburn, six five, three twenty six, big boy, getting the Dominican Sue comparisons at points. Um, The elite size and athleticism for his size uh, makes him a a very vicious defensive tackler kind uh, a guy. He's big on the run stop. High agility. Um, the one thing they they knock him on is inconsistency at the pad level, but that's something that can definitely be worked out, uh, depending on what we have going on with the virus through in, in camp or once he gets into his first season. But I have them starting on that defensive side instead of the offensive side, going with Derek Brown. Matt, who you got? So I went uh, kind of on the same line with Bobby here. I, w- I went offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have them taking Tristan Wirth. Okay. Uh, who, who, in my opinion, is the best tackle in the uh, in the draft? Former former high school state champ wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- really good. He, he's really quick on his feet. Six five, three hundred twenty pounds. Um, you know, they definitely need a guy to protect Daniel Jones. And this guy, like I said, he's definitely, the, in my opinion, the best in the draft. The best that's offensive line player in the draft. Yeah, he can play multiple positions too, though. Mm-hmm. I think he can rotate. Yeah, he can, he can rotate. Oh, yeah, he can play guard, uh, so it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. they can move him around. They can do whatever they want with him, and I, I just like the, I like his athleticism and how, uh, you know, like I said, being that high school state camp, I mean, the dude can use his arms in multiple ways. He knows how to move, use his hips, and, and I think he's going to be a good, good offensive tackle for years to come here. All right. Uh, let's see. So yeah, you got worse going. Uh, going on to number five, Miami Dolphins. A lot of uh, talk about Tua going to this position. Do we have him going there, Bobby? I got him going there, bro. You yeah, got him going. Pick, there. Man. I got him going there, man. I mean, that's to me, that's 
I mean, Joe Burrows is the guy. I mean, because of the season that he had in college football. I mean, the numbers and stats speak for himself. There's no brainer. He's going one, but uh, two. I mean, from all reports I've heard, he's very healthy right now. You know, he passed. You know, his pro day, he looked great. Mm-hmm. The doctors all said there's no reoccurring issues. He's 100. percent I just don't see a reason why you could pass up on a two at that number five pick with the Dolphins with a major need at quarterback at that time. I mean, you're talking about a guy, obviously. That I mean. Trent Dilford the other day was on ESPN, and I'm not saying I, you know, I take his word for everybody else's or whatnot. I'm saying that he could throw a better ball than like Dan Marino and all these other guys. Injury prone, you got to worry about that because you never know. Even though he's on 100 percent football, always got to have that in the back of your mind. But I mean, he's for everybody, man. He's a, proven, he's a proven winner. He's a runner. He can throw. I mean, you remember that 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 pass when arguably one of the greatest national championship games two years ago against Clemson in overtime. Mm-hmm. Just dropped that dime, you know, right in the pocket, uh-huh. you know, in situations like that. I, I don't see how you can pass up on two if you have the Dolphins if he's there at five. Uh, There's yeah. a possibility he might not even be there at five, man. There might be a wild card where like the Lions or somebody would take him, but if he's there at five, man, I got him at five. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm taking him at five too. Six foot two seventeen out of Alabama. He draws comparisons to Drew Brees for the small twitch that he has in his game when he's looking for a receiver. Um, he fits the NFL uh, prototype right now, which is a dual threat, running and passing. So that's kind of his big uh, big thing. Um, willing to stay in the pocket and take the hit, as we've obviously seen, but that does lead to his injury-prone self as well. So a lot of reasons some play, some teams are scared to go after him, but he is highly accurate in those short-to-intermediate route plays. Um, and then, like you said, in the national championship game a few years ago, able to put those deep passes with a little bit of touch as well. So, yeah, I have Tua going at five to Miami. I, I, he needs to sit a year behind Fitzmagic or Rosen. It doesn't matter who it is, but he needs to sit behind him for a full year. Um, be patient with him and build, continue to build your team around him going forward. And, and they can turn into a successful franchise. I mean, they're not far away. Um, offensive line help is going to have to come with that, a stronger run game um, and, and an edge rusher to get the opposing quarterback. But they, they're a few pieces away from being highly competitive. And with Brady out of the AFC East, it's kind of a, a toss-up at what's going to happen this year. So give them, give them a year. Um let him learn the offense, especially in what could be a shortened year. Let him learn the offense and go from there, uh, and, and we'll see. Matt, what you got? We're going to make it a clean sweep here. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I just think there's no way to pass up on this guy. When he's healthy, he is – he could be better than Joe Burrow. It, it, I mean, he's that good. Like, it's it, those two guys – I mean, if he didn't have these injury questions – he might be going number one right now. So. Oh, he will be. There's no question about it. He will, he'd be number one if he didn't have that. Yeah, See, I'm, so, right, I'm glad I'm not, glad I'm not the only one. He that. Miss where he broke his hip and uh, whatever and all that, he'd be number one if it didn't happen. Yeah, man. Uh, he's a beast, though, and I, I just think – I mean, this reminds me of, of you know, we're going, we're going back a few years now, but, you know, the Dolphins passed on Drew Brees because of injury, injury history, and then they signed Dante Culpepper. And we all know how that turned out here. So uh, I just don't think they're going to pass up on their guy if he if he makes it there. My only wild card on this one is if Washington uh, doesn't take him or if there's – I mean, it's crazy, man. There could be some really wild trades that could happen, and, yeah. and who knows. And there will be. And there, and there will be. There will be. So I mean, I, I, I can't wait. 
I mean, in your in your recollection of, of drafts, have you ever anticipated so many trades in, in a draft before this one? I mean, I, I feel like I'm not – you're thinking the same way I am. I feel like there's going to be a lot well, more trades than we're accustomed to. Well, I heard I heard the other day, uh, and I believe it was, it was probably on Chad Duke's versus, Chad Duke's versus the World up here on 106.7. Uh, yeah, I know, dude. Yeah, that's my dude. Yeah, dude, I like Good show, man. Good show. Uh, he had a guy on there that was saying that this draft, uh, that because of the coronavirus and everything, and these guys can't have these in-person meetings and stuff, that there might not be any trades at all. It might be all in-house. It, it might be... You know, because they can't go and talk to all these guys, like they might just have whatever research they have and 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 just stick with it and and not make any trades. So I, I either think it's going to be one way or the other. I don't think it's going to be anywhere in between. I think we're, it's going to be a mad crazy draft, and it is going to be all, we, who knows what's going to happen. Or or it's like that. Whoever that I can't, I'm very upset. I can't remember who it was. Uh, who, who said that it could be a very boring draft and it could just be no trades and it is what it is. Shit, that would be boring to a lot of people that don't watch football like us. I can't wait for that shit. Yeah, I don't care yeah, if it's exactly. straightforward, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, no, I know where you're coming from, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, because this is, I'm, you know, unprecedented waters that we're in right now, you know, like, yeah, it's just going to be a different way, but they still communicate a lot, though, man. I mean, there's going to be war rooms and I just, I just don't know how they're going to do it, though. I mean, I didn't watch the WNBA draft like Wes mentioned. Well, I've heard also this was on ESPN was that uh, they were saying uh, was one of the owners was going to have, you know, three cell, three cell phones, um, three or four iPads, and and a couple, you know, three or four desktop computers, and all this all in front of them. And he's gonna have all these things going at one time, and he's gonna have all these, you know, all these people he's gonna be on the phone with. It's gonna be pretty much the same thing as a real draft, but just nobody's in the same room. That's the only difference. Everybody's right. gonna be on the phone. So, so, we're, so we're still, so we're still gonna be able to see everybody in their war room and all that. I would know? assume pretty so. Much, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. All right, moving on to number six, the Los Angeles Chargers. They have a bunch of needs, Matt. Who are they taking? So uh, I have a bunch of picks in the top. You know, there's, I, there's a lot of good offensive linemen in this draft, and I have I got the Chargers taking Andrew Thomas okay. out of Georgia. Uh, I really I really like him. He's another really good uh, prospect. Um, I know they signed uh, Brian Bulaga. Yep. Uh, but they could definitely still use. I mean, Andrew Thomas played both left tackle and right tackle, um, so he's a, he's a day one starter. So he's he's a can't miss prospect in my opinion. Um, and the Chargers need him, and the Chargers could. I mean, they they need somebody to to take over that left tackle spot. They've kind of had a, a rotating kind of offensive line there for the past couple of years, and that's kind of what got Philip Rivers. You know, out of town. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really believe it was offensive line more than than Rivers himself, and we'll see. But I think Andrew Thomas is the man for them. Okay, uh, Bobby. Yeah, well, I mean, with Philip gone, you know, obviously, um, I'm going uh, Oregon quarterback uh, Justin Herbert. Wow. I, mean, I, I think he's a great quarterback. I mean, it, it's hard for me to say that, obviously, because I'm a Washington Husky fan. He's an Oregon Duck, so. 
but I mean, he's a very talented guy. If anybody watched the Rose Bowl this past year when they played Wisconsin, I mean, he's, uh, I mean, his intangibles are ridiculous. I mean, he's six foot five. Or, no, I'm sorry. He's uh, he's six six. Yep. Two thirty six. Ran a four six eight forty. I mean, even that in the fourth quarter in that game right there in the Rose Bowl, pretty much punched the game. He pulled it on an RPO and ran it in. I mean, is that going to bode in the NFL? Who knows? He's got a really strong arm. Obviously, with um, Philip Rivers gone, I think they got to just. I mean, they got to look for a franchise quarterback. So I think they're definitely going to go um, quarterback in my eyes. Justin Herbert, absolutely. Yeah, the, uh, the only reason why I don't have them going for, for quarterback was because, I mean, they have uh, Terod Taylor, so I think they're going to ride with him and, and try to build their offensive line and get a get a line going to then and maybe a couple years from now then they can because I think they're going to be kind of in a rebuild mode. I don't think they're a team that's ready to just hand it over to another quarterback and, you know, now they're just going to make the playoffs. I still think that they have. Yeah, but I mean, uh, don't forget though, though, like going into this, going into this college football season, though, <clears throat> nobody thought, nobody even heard of Joe Burrow, you know, <laughs> because that was his first year at LSU. Herbert going in last year on ESPN and Mel Kuypers was the number one pick in the draft, and then Joe Burrow obviously had the season that he had. So um, I, I just, yeah, I, I just don't see. I mean, this is just me personally. I don't see. I mean. Herbert's gonna. I think he could be a. I think he could be a good quarterback. I just don't see him being a anywhere near elite. And then I think it's gonna take a little bit for him to. It's gonna take two or three years for him. It to will. I see. I see. Awesome, I see. But I like Tyrod as a fill-in. You know, for a year or two. I mean, I don't. But you know how that is in the league nowadays. Though. You lose two or three games in a row, they're gonna pull. They're gonna pull the plug. Put somebody right. in. And everybody's so desperate nowadays to have a franchise quarterback. You know, if you don't have one, yeah, very true. Yeah, so great point, though. Yep. Um, I'll go ahead and break a tie here. I actually also went with Justin Herbert, um, and I'll tell you why. Um, so they have a couple big things coming up. So one, once let's let's go ahead and get the first thing out of the way. They like you said, they got Brian Balaga on a on a deal, which was big for them. I that really led me to believe they were going to go after Tom Brady, and I think that was you know they what their plan was which tells you all you need to know about Tyrod Taylor in their eyes. I understand Brady's the GOAT, but at the same time, I think that's not where they're trying to go with the QB. I think they're going to go with Herbert. I think they want to bring in the youth into a new stadium. They want to be the, they want to own that stadium because they're going to be in a constant struggle between them and the Rams about who's, whose house that is. They want to come in with this flash, uh, which is the QB. Then not only that, you're investing minimal money in comparison to what you you you'll, you'll be you'll be investing minimal money in comparison to what you would if Tyrod's not the answer and you have to go out and sign a QB. Um, you have Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram coming up on contracts at the end of the year with Hunter Henry also on a one-year commitment on a franchise tag. So I, I think they go with Herbert. Uh, that Tyrod is the bridge QB. Don't be surprised if you see him six seven games and then get pulled out kind of like Bobby said earlier. You know, once they start losing, then well, all you're going to hear about is bring in Herbert, bring in Herbert, bring in Herbert, and it's going to be on right. Anthony Lynn to be the strong force in that locker room and not let it happen in a perfect so, world. So, right. So, and I think going into that, the new stadium and everything, uh, yeah, the new quarterback, that, that, like I, that sounds all nice and everything, but, we, we can't forget that Cam Newton is still out there on the on the free agent market. So and Jameis Winston, not that I don't think that the Chargers would pick Jameis Winston up. 
But uh, I, I definitely could see them picking Cam up for sure. I mean, and, and that's that's a, a possibility. Left to happen. That's so, a possibility. Yeah. But the thing that leads me back to still going with Herbert over Cam is you're gonna invest, let's say, 24, 25 mil tops a year, maybe for Cam. Um, on a maybe, which you have a very similar product in Tyrod Taylor. Um, not, not as good, nowhere near as good as Cam. Let's, uh, I'm not saying that they're the same player, but they have the same sort of style. Um, Cam's a little bit bulkier than Tyrod in that regard. He'll, he'll try and push through, although that kind of has come away from his game since, you know, he's been beat up over the years. Um, I'm going to take a chance on, I'd rather have the rookie QB in and be able to get Bosa and, and Melvin Ingram under deals. Um, I can afford to lose Henry, I think. I think we can, you know, get somebody else in there considering he's got a, a bad history with injuries and save that money at the QB position. Because at the end of the day, you look at your Super Bowl champions, at least the majority of them, they have either uh, quarterbacks on rookie contracts or quarterbacks that are taking way less money than they should be, i.e. Tom Brady. And that's just my look at it. Right. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense as well. But so, I mean, it could go either way. It could go either way. Either yeah. way, it's, it's a good pick. Either way, they need to build on that position. I mean, that's a tough pick for them right there. I mean, I mean, even trade down and see, I, I can't see him trading down though, because even to to Matt's point, you know, going after an offensive lineman, that's prime position to get somebody there. They they have a lot of opportunity. That draft pick holds a lot to them in this draft and here and now. And if they do trade that back, then you're going towards more what Matt was saying that they're just going to completely rebuild. Henry's going to finish out his contract, be gone for a year. Uh, and then you're gonna lose one, either Bosa or Ingram along the way. It, it, so we'll see, we'll see. Um, moving on though, let's go ahead and get to seven. Six will be an interesting one. I'm excited to see who goes at six. That, that'll be a good one. Seven, we have the Carolina Panthers just picked up Teddy Bridgewater. Um, that unquestionably one of the biggest pickups. Uh, then you have uh, Christian McCaffrey getting the big deal. So where you go from there, and where do you build, Bobby? Let us know. You know what? I mean, I don't know if he's going to be available because I kind of did a little bit of stretches here on my um, mock, but if he's there at number seven, Derek Brown, no question about it. Derek Brown? Um, that, yeah, I mean, no question about it. I mean, to me, arguably outside of, you know, when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, outside of Chase Young, I mean, I'll even go as far as to say this guy might even be more talented. He's you know, good, man. He, This guy is talented, bro. I, like I said, I had him going to the Detroit at number three. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, I mean this, he's good, man. This cat is six foot five, uh, three hundred twenty-six pounds, and ran under a five five forty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you know, they're I mean, they're a defensive-minded team. You know, they have um, I don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be going forward with them. Um, obviously with Cam gone, but they got I mean, Teddy Bridgewater now. They yeah, him to a three-year. What was it? Sixty. That's right. That's right. A million dollar deal. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Good for Teddy, man, because he earned it. He earned that. Every he penny. That. If he, if if if, uh, if Derek Brown was there, man, I mean, there's no way that you can't take it, man. I mean, to me, he's probably one of the most physical, uh, uh, the nastiest, you know, physical freak player in this draft. You know, you got to chase Young and him, obviously. As far as interior D lineman, no question about it, man. I mean, he's a guy to go to right there. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's going to be a perennial All Pro bearing injury or whatnot, or I mean, from what I've seen in college, but how can you not take him out there? I'm going Derek Brown. Absolutely. With that pick. 
I'm uh, if he's there. If he's, yeah, if he's there. Yeah, like you said. But I think if he gets past four, you know, you know he's going to be you there. Know how that, you, know, you know how that draft works, though, man. It's weird. Players fall. You know? Yeah, they do. I mean, look at Josh Allen last I, year. I know I know. both you guys had him. You guys already had him uh, mocked, right, earlier? Yeah, so. yeah. I had, uh, Matt had him at three. I had him at four. Yeah. So if he's there at seven, man, uh, Carolina, um, you're getting fired if you don't draft him. um i have carolina going on the opposite side this time kind of like you did it at four on an offensive lineman i have them going offensive line on seven helping out teddy bridgewater and mccaffrey both at the same time drafting tristian worse out of iowa six five two uh three twenty state champion wrestler um huge for him you know it, it gives you a good hand eye um very big on blocking he he's you know he's gonna be a beast on that offensive line quick out of his stance um, Great player. Yeah, the one thing, just a little bit more consistency, and and this dude's uh, a perennial All Pro. Um, I, I like him going to Carolina at seven. I think he'd probably fit better, maybe a little bit farther down the list. But I think if you're the Panthers, you're, you're building to protect your future and all that money you just invested. And I'm going with uh, worse at seven. Matt, what you got? So uh, before Wes, uh, right before we started this podcast, he threw the wrench in there that uh, there was no trades involved. I, I did not <laughs> know that that, that was uh, a thing. So uh, either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, I had I had actually Atlanta trading up into this uh, position. A rare, yeah, into a rare in division tra- in division trade. Wow. Um, like a, there's Atlanta's gonna. I really have a feeling they're gonna trade up. Whether it's with them, I do too. There's gonna be multiple people. Yes, I do. So, so before um, you go any further, why don't you go ahead and just give us your Atlanta? Who you thought for Atlanta, and then you can give us your Panthers one after that. So it's it's, it's the same guy. So okay. Make it really easy. Yeah. It's, it's Jeffrey Okuda. Okay. Um, okay. Because uh, Atlanta, we already know. Uh, we we let go of Desmond Trufant. We we need a number one cornerback. So. I mean, we have Isaiah Oliver. We we re-signed Bleedy Ray Wilson. Uh, uh, you know, we have a couple other guys that are really young. Mm-hmm. But we we need somebody who can step in and 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 day one be a guy who can contribute. And I think Jeffrey Akuda is definitely going to be that guy. Um, so that that's who I had. I have Atlanta trading for that, mm-hmm. and then Carolina still. They need a cornerback as well. You know, they, they let go. They let James Bradbury uh, sign a ridiculous contract <laughs> uh, where he did and and let him go. So they definitely need a guy there too. So Carolina and Atlanta both need cornerbacks. So either, either way, if Carolina stays at number seven, mm-hmm. they're going to pick him up. Um, but no, like I said, I did Atlanta trading and, and – and, him. That'd be a hell of an inter interdivisional trade right there I'm for a, a hell I'm of a, a player. Huge, I'm a huge fan of trading down, man. If you don't have a specific need, you know, I mean that's trade the hell down. And 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 more more of my reason uh, too. It was was also you got to think, you know, Carolina's kind of in the, they're they're in more of a rebuild mode. Like it's yeah, they're still in position where they could win some games if they really tried to. But I think with a new coach, new you know all that, new quarterback. Um, you know, we're, we're going to see what's going to happen, but I think that I think they might give Matt Matt Rule, however you yeah. name the new head coach, uh, a couple of years here. So I, I think that the, I think the trade back is going to make sense for them. 
Okay. Okay. No, that that's definitely an interesting concept. If 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 Carolina, if Atlanta could get off a deal with Carolina, I don't care what you trade at that point. And you get Okuda out of that. That is a win every day of the week. You can give a multiple, yeah, we're multiple. We're not man. We're we're not wait. We're not trying to wait. Atlanta is in the win now. I don't care. No, no, you, you, know. got, you got you got the players now, man. You know, yep. went out and got you know a running back that has a year or two left in them. You know, obviously in Gurley. You know, you got, got picked up Dante Fowler. Got, Hopefully that'll help the uh, and that'll Fowler. help the cornerback. You, you, you got a quarterback that you know has proven himself. You know, it's right. It's not you. You guys aren't in the rebuilding stage right now. No, so, no, like, not at all. Yeah. All right. Moving on to eight. So let's see what happens with the Arizona Cardinals. I personally have the Cardinals going at the offensive tackle position, getting Jedrick Willis out of Alabama, 6'4", 312. They're going to give Kyler Murray all the time he needs to pass to one of his two all-pro wide receivers or one of his, or his great tight end or whatever else they can come up. Cliff Kingsbury is going all in on this offense, and I love it. I think this is going to be you know a surprise team next year if they can get rolling. Um, I mean, what a hell of a job that this GM has, and this whole staff has done on building this team. I mean, you got your quarterback. Now you've got a, a double-headed threat at wide receiver with one of your receivers who's played in the league for forever and has more tackles than drops. And then the other one you got for, for peanuts um, from Houston. Yeah, that's so, crazy. I, I love this move. I, you know, I, I, I think they build offensive line, keep going. Um, wide and extremely athletic are ways to describe Jedrick Willis against Jason Peters comparisons um, and, and great footwork. Uh, and he's able to uh, move to the next level and, and, and block at the speed of a tight end. So a lot of good qualities with him. I think he'll be a, a all pro for multiple years, especially if he sticks in Arizona with that team. I think they're going places in Arizona. Matt, what you got? So, again, I said before, I got a lot of uh, offensive linemen yeah. in this draft. There's a lot of good ones here. Um, I actually have uh, Makai Becton, who I know it, this story just came out where he it looks like he uh, had a positive, I think it was a marijuana test is what it seems like during the NFL Combine. He's already talked to teams about it. it uh, not not many details of not too much details have come out about it yet. I'm hearing it's uh, being a, a it's going to be a big non-issue uh, in, in this draft. A couple another player in, in the first a potential first round player Zach Bond uh, had another uh, positive sample as well, and it seems like the league now that the CBA is updated, it's not going to be a big deal going forward. But go ahead. Exactly, and uh, no, nah, I mean this dude six seven, uh, you know. 364 pounds. He's got, you know, he's Probably got the length to him. Probably got a ridiculous wingspan. Yeah, dude, it, it, it's wild, and and he's he's gonna be a good player. Um, and I think Arizona. That's what they. I mean, Arizona needs that. They need people. They they, they re-signed uh, Justin Murray, mm -hmm. and I think he's gonna play at right tackle. So they. I mean, either way, they still need a left or right tackle, and. Um, he, I think he, he could be their guy, you know, for years for, for Kyler Murray, man. And it just makes sense. It, it really does. All right. Bobby, finish it up for us. Yeah, I'm going O-line, you know, with uh, Arizona. I'm going O-line. I'm going O-line. Andrew Thomas from uh, Georgia. Okay. There you go. He, you know, on my board, he was um, he's one of my top three offensive linemen. They, they have him as an offensive tackle. You know, he's um, – 
you know, six five, three fifteen, very quick on his feet. I think he's going to move to a guard position. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it comes down to protecting Kyler Murray, and uh, I mean, they got weapons right now. I mean, they obviously getting DeAndre Hopkins and you know having you know Fitz over there on the corners. I mean, the running backs are who Kenyon Drake and uh, what Chase Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I mean, they're. See, that's a good pick there, Bobby. I really like that pick because they, they, they also do have DJ Humphreys as a tackle, uh, but he's he's extremely injury prone. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's like one of those pointers, you know, that you can use as but, a but you, Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he might be a little undersized for a tackle, which he played in college, but I think he can right. transfer into a guard. You know, and be a, an all-pro guard for sure. Absolutely. And, um, I mean, you know, the issue for um, – Carol, or for um, Arizona last year really wasn't, you know, their defense actually, you know, kept them in some games. Obviously, they, you know, there were some shootouts that we saw went up. But, I mean, I just think you go best, you know, offensive uh, tackle position. You're pretty set up on the skill position. There's not a first-round running back in this draft. So, I mean, if there was one, you would take one, obviously, mm-hmm. because all you have is Kenyon Drake and um, – he played extremely well, though. Kenyon Drake played extremely well at the end of the year. I mean, he yeah. outshined David Johnson. I mean, he put David Johnson on the bench. So. Yeah, yeah. I just think they go O line and um, protect Kyler Murray. Yep. I mean, you got, you know, you stole, you stole arguably one of the best players in the NFL. You know, <laughs> you know, with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, Murray shows potential, as we all see. So. Protect them. Give them a couple more seconds back there in that pocket right there. Go O-line on that. So, yeah, I'm rolling with Andrew Thomas. All right. All right. Moving on to number nine, we have Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville coming off what seems to be – You want to go first on that? I'll I'll go last. I'll go last. I'll go last. Um, In this one – Go ahead. Lead that. Yeah. Yeah, Let me get this one. Let me get this one. All right. Uh, I I believe, and I'm just going to guess, I think all of us are going to have the same – same pick on this one. Okay. Um, Jerry Judy, man. Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy. One is just that, that name, just, ooh, Jerry Judy on the Jacksonville Jaguars. What the fuck are you talking about? Excuse me. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. That's going to be great. He's a hell of a player, man. Uh, 6'1, 193. I think he's going to be, I think he's probably going to be better than Calvin Ridley. I don't know. I think Calvin Ridley, his route running is insane. I think he's just a little undersized. So, um, Jerry Judy, I believe, is a little bit bigger than than Calvin Ridley is. I think an inch or two taller, maybe a few more pounds. So, and and Gardner Minshew... He's a stud. He is a stud, bro. Yeah, man, and Gardner Minshew needs his guy. He's a stud. And, you know, you got D.D. Westbrook and... DJ Shark and, and some of these other guys out there that are um, more, you know, either a speed guy or this or that. But Jerry Judy's a complete player, and that's what they need. And that's who the Jags I have. That's who I have them getting. All right, Bobby, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Matt, I like that call right there, man. But I'm totally off on that right now, man. On my pick, I'm going arguably with. I know you hear me say this every time, freak athlete, and I said Chase Young and Derek Brown, but <laughs> there's a player out of Clemson named Isaiah Simmons yep. who is a freak athlete. And I know how, how Jacksonville has drafted in the past years. Wes, as a matter of fact, I told you, who, who did they draft last year? 
the first round. I picked it too. That was um, the linebacker. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I kind of phased out there for a second. It, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Remember what I did from mm -hmm. Kentucky. Yep. You nailed that pick. I didn't think he was going to drop that far, and you said watch, and he did. Well, that's what Jacksonville does, man. They go defense, man. So I'm going Isaiah Simmons, linebacker slash cornerback mm -hmm. slash nickelback. Mm -hmm. Slash safety. Slash safety. Yep. Yeah, bro, man. Like, and, and I love Brent Venables, the defensive coordinator for Clemson. The guys, you know, he dials up some crazy shit. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. um, and they pull out studs first rounds left and right. If this guy is available, I think the Jags are going to grab them the way that they have in the past. I mean, this kid is six foot four, two thirty eight. He ran a four point three nine forty in the combine. He played cornerback, linebacker, and nickel. Reminds you a lot of a previous um, linebacker that they have that isn't currently playing for them, Telvin yeah, Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boy from UCLA, Jared Jack. Well, Miles Jack too, but uh, Telvin Smith. Uh, I, Miles I, Jack was I, the same. Miles yeah, Jack yeah, same, same thing. Yep. UCLA. Yep. You're hundred percent right. While he was playing running back at yeah. the same time. I mean. It's, it's a player that it's a player that can play multiple positions and is a freak athlete. Jared Judy, like you were just saying, Matt, though, I mean, that's a, I mean, what do you do? Flip a coin, you know? You know what I mean? But I mean, I love Isaiah Simmons from Clemson, man. I mean, he's a, no, man, that's, that's actually another, another. like I said, I have Atlanta, I have them trading up, and I, like, I've done a whole bunch of mock drafts here, just just for the top ten, and I have Atlanta going to multiple positions, and I have them trading with the Jaguars, and it's for that Isaiah Simmons. I mean, uh, with Keanu Neal getting injured and stuff like that, we could use a player like that. He's just a beast, man. When it, when it, when it comes down to a player that is, like, all-around athlete, Oh, in my yeah. book, you know, you got a Derek Brown, who to me is the most dominant inside defensive lineman in this draft. And then Chase Young, obviously the most dominant um, pass rusher. Yeah. But as far as athlete-wise, I think Isaiah Simmons by far. I mean, they don't even, you can't even really classify him. It's like I'm he's a better Tyrone, uh, Tyrone Matthew. He's the honey bad, you know what I mean? Like he, he's, he's a just, better, he's bigger, just, he's better a, version of him. He's just one of those guys that will adjust to any type of situation if you change the defense or whatnot, man. He's just a player. And Jacksonville has really done a good job in their previous drafts, you know, always getting the best available at that time. You know, I mean, they did that with Jalen. They did that. They with do Leonard, good on the defensive you know? side. I don't know what they what it is. They just can't get that offensive side. No. Other than Minshew, was Minshew undrafted or? No, nah, he, he was. He was. Oh, he was, he was got, late. What they what they get him West? In fifth the, or what, sixth? Sixth. Yeah. 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 I so, gotta say, I gotta. If he's there, man, I mean, you gotta take him. I mean, Jacksonville's in a situation right now. Is like, what do you need? You need a. They're lot. in a rebuild, but they, they still lot, have man. a bad team pieces, man. They still have a lot of good players on that team, so I don't buy the. I mean, yeah, I, I, I buy a mini rebuild, uh, but I don't buy yeah, mini rebuild. Yeah. yeah, man, they're still gonna be a good young, feisty team, so. Uh, I, I still like what I see out of them. All right. I, I okay. I, I, I mean, to me, if I'm if I'm um, Con and um, who's your GM? What? Caldwell. I take I take the best on the board at that time, man. Right now. Yeah. Yep. All right. Get this out of the box. All right. So uh, you know, I actually, you know, I like both of those picks. Uh, Judy's a good pick. 
Simmons, definitely a good pick. I sat on Simmons for a good minute thinking about picking him. The Schobert deal and the whole fact of moving Miles Jack to the outside, I think they're going to kind of spread out where they're going to fix issues, and I think they're, they're going to play uh, more of a nickel-style defense with Hayden. So I think the, that third linebacker right now isn't a priority, although Simmons, if he's sitting there, it's going to be a hard think before yeah it's a very hard pass but i don't have them going with a linebacker i do have them going with a wide receiver but i do not have them going with judy or judy i have them going with cd lamb the 62198 out of oklahoma Oklahoma. big boy um talented at all three levels of the game short intermediate and long um in in college averaged 21.4 yards per game as the number one receiver specifically when he was the number one receiver um, arm tackles do not bring this guy down. He will break out of them and keep going. Obviously, in the NFL, that will change to an extent. Um, and the only thing he really needs to work on, and this is just kind of a nitpick, is just sharpening up his routes a little bit. I think he's a day one number one for that team, but compliments Didi very well. Uh, Didi likes to play around anyway. You can throw him in the slot. Same with DJ Chark. So he gives you a lot of options for Minshew. Uh, in, in, as tall high receivers that can catch the ball. That's one thing that Jacksonville struggled with having for a while. They've had a lot of shorter kind of systematic wide receivers that work good, your Keelan Coles uh, and and stuff like that. But they haven't had a good one-two punch since uh, the the double Allen team of Robinson and Hearns. So I think they go wide receiver here, give Vinci a good option, and it'll help uh, Fournette on the ground game as well. If he is still in Jacksonville, of course, with trade rumors swirling. We do not know what's going to happen. I don't think he's going anywhere. And I don't, don't be surprised if Jacksonville sneaks back into this first round somewhere else because they still have Yannick to get rid of. And if he's going to go, he's going to go draft night, it seems, at this point. So don't be surprised if they somehow sneak back in the first round. They have a tw- the 20th pick, but they might get a third pick in there as well. I mean, that's – hey, I mean, I get it. You know, I mean, I get it. I mean, they need weapons for uh, Mintu. Yes, they do. Uh, and, and let's um, let's not forget either that this I, I, you know what this in Me being a college football nerd, um, I think it was like week three or week four when they had the Red River shootout, mm-hmm. Oklahoma versus Texas. CD went for like eleven catches for like two hundred forty eight yards and like three touchdowns, and I, I was like giving him the highest, you know, at that time. Yeah, and let's let's also Fur not forget balance. to to Fur Matt's balance. point earlier. Uh, this can't be a rebuild. This can't be a mini rebuild. This is a complete one season overhaul because this is Caldwell and Marone's last shot. They are gone after this year if they don't do something right. So this this has to be a one season overhaul. So look to the, look to them to be unusually aggressive in this draft. Jacksonville doesn't typically go crazy in the draft. They don't typically have a lot of extra picks. Right now, they're two picks behind Miami for the most picks with 12. Um, Miami having 14, and they still could get a couple more through Ngakwe. So, look for them to be extremely, extremely aggressive in this draft. Cleveland. Cleveland at number 10. I'll go ahead and start it off, and I'll start it off with the guy Bobby was talking about for Jacksonville, and that's Isaiah Simmons. I see him going to Cleveland. They're going to continue to build on that defense. This is going to be Baker's real last chance on offense to prove something, but I think when they see CeeDee Lamb come off the board, I don't know if they're going to be uh, they're going to be able to pass on uh, Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. The dude's just a monster, like Bobby said, can play almost any position on the field. Uh, I mean, safety, linebacker, edge rusher, you know, up front, he he'll do it all for you. Uh, quick sideline to sideline player. Um, the only thing he has issues with is in the run game versus blocking tight ends, uh, exceptional blocking tight ends. So uh, anybody that's got a really good kind of blocking tight end, uh, look for them to have a good day against them. Something he's got to sharpen up a little bit against, but something that can also be worked out. 
as you play more in your NFL career, I do see this guy as a pro bowler and defensive player of the year candidate. No doubt about it. Uh, Matt, who you got? Uh, yeah, I have Cleveland getting offensive tackle Jedrick Willis Jr. Willis. Uh, from Alabama, 6'4", 212 pounds. Beast, another guy who can play uh, probably either or position. I know Cleveland has Jack Conklin on one side. Mm-hmm. Again, it's another team that needs another tackle uh, on, on, on you know, who can play either side. So, um Need him for Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, you know, third season. Uh, last year was a horrible bust entirely for the entire Cleveland Browns organization. So let's see what they can do here this next year with some offensive line help, and that'll help the running game and everything else too. So, um, yeah, Cedric Wills Jr. All right, Bobby, finish us out. All right, yeah. So um, I'm closing out with uh, Cleveland getting Jared Judy. I mean, okay. Wow. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Odell. I mean, I don't know what the situation is with Odell. I mean, if they're talking, I think he's going to get. He's going to go somewhere else. I don't think that relationship is working right now. So I think that they're going to get rid of him. He'll get traded or whatnot. Whatever. They need an elite receiver. They need a lot. Period. But, yes. Um, to me, Jared Judy, I mean, even Julio Jones, being biased, being from Alabama, Jared Judy is, you know, played at Alabama too. And obviously Julio was um, being biased or just saying that. But a lot of reports are saying that he's the best route runner to ever come out of University of Alabama. You're talking about, you know, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, um, whole bunch of other I mean he, I mean he's a he's a ridiculous talent great route runner hard worker tough life um best best available at that time I mean you're the Cleveland Browns I mean what are you gonna do I mean you got a lot of needs if a if a guy like him falls to you at number 10 you take him I mean he has a possibility to be an elite all pro player in the NFL so I got Jared Jude going number 10 all right, there you Sounds go. Good to me, man. I guess, yeah. I mean, it, it sounds. It, he ain't, I don't. He ain't I don't see no, them. It's not, not going to be no Julio though. And no, no. They're, they're all, on, they're all boys. Come they're all on, boys. Man. They're all talk. Come on, man. But, man they ain't going to be. No and Amari Cooper, you know, came from Florida. You know, Amari played at uh, oh, and Amari, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, yep. Nah, he's going to be good. But everybody's saying Jerry Judy's guy, but um. If you listen to me, if you're the if you're the Browns right now, you just take the best available. I mean, <laughs> at that time, if, in my book right now, if you're not sitting in the first top six or seven, mm-hmm. yeah, once by the best time available, man, just 10, go best available. Man. Yeah, by the time you get to ten, you you pretty much pick up the best player that's available. Yeah. After ten, you know that's that's kind of what you do in the draft. At least in my opinion, as a GM, that's what I would do. Uh, unless you're you're hard pressed, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think this draft is it's either going to go one or two ways. It's either going to be like I heard on the radio the other day, where I feel like team, and it makes sense too, where teams are going to be really reserved, and they're only going to believe, you know, their scouts and what they've heard in house and and things like that. So it could be a very quick draft uh, or very quick first round where everybody has their guy and everybody. 
you know, moves along accordingly, or I hope it goes the other way and, and, you know, we see some trades and stuff and that excludes Atlanta because we're in win now mode. Mm-hmm. I believe that. And you got, you got a trade. Got, absolutely. We got to trade another pick or, or something like that. I mean, hopefully nothing too crazy. I mean, I'm not trying to do nothing like the Julio trade. I don't want to do too much, but <laughs> right. um, to get our guy, you know, we got to yeah. do what we got to do. So is what it is. I don't know what you guys think. No, yeah. Uh, I mean, Jer- go ahead. Jerry's a crazy talent, man. Uh, I'll just be honest with you. When I moved down here, uh, him, Calvin Ridley, and uh, Amari Cooper, all from Dade County, Florida. And we had the game plan against Jared, Deerfield Beach High School, right outside of Boca. That motherfucker tore us for 238 <laughs> yards on nine catches, like Randy Moss style. And we studied his ass all day long, like, and that, that's only high school. And we see what he did at Alabama. I mean, he's, he, to me, I think he's him and CD Lamb, like Wes was saying, or there's two elite receivers in this draft. There is both those guys. Do you see both of those guys unquestionably between all three of us? Do we see both of them off the board at 10? I see, uh, I don't know about 10 though, Wes, uh, 15 though. I, yeah, see I, I see 15. I see 15. I see top 15. Yeah, and I mean, there's yeah. still there are still a lot of talented players that haven't even come off the board yet, too. On top of that, so the top this isn't a bad draft as far as higher level players. You're you're one two ones and twos. I I think this is a high level draft for that. There's a lot of there's a lot of offensive linemen in this draft. Mm-hmm. Like wide receivers and wide receivers yep. and offensive linemen. You got about three or four you know top tier quarterbacks that people are going to take, but I like this draft. As far as offensive linemen, wide receivers, and um, cornerbacks too, mm-hmm. I like a few cornerbacks in this draft too. So, yeah. Well, that's one through ten from all three of us. Uh, this year, in comparison to last year, was is nowhere close. I mean, not a lot of similar lineups here, as far as mock drafts are concerned, between me and Bobby, me, Bobby, and Matt. Uh, Matt and Bobby, all three ways. It's it, it's all over the place. You know, you had a couple of consistents, obviously, Bro and Young at one and two. That's a give me. Um, and then Tua at five, we all agreed on. But other than that, that was about it. Everything else was kind of all scattered. Uh, Matt, high value in Brown, going number three, uh, as well as myself at number four. Uh, Bobby, big on uh, big on Willis, uh, going at number four, offensive line. And then Herbert, Brown, Thomas, Simmons, and UD to round out your top ten. Um, yeah. Outside of Burrow and Young, Matt, who uh, who do you feel most confident in, in? Which of those picks do you feel most confident about? You said between, excuse me, Tua so, so, and, and, and Young. No, no. So outside, of, I'm sorry, outside of Burrow and Young. So not not one and two. And don't don't count those two. So three through ten. Which of those picks do you feel most confidently about? Oh wow, man! <laughs> I really don't. I know. That's I know. The whole thing, man. <laughs> that's... I, I really, really don't. That's that's the entire thing about this draft is. There's a lot of good players, man, in the top top ten or so. A lot of good tackles, a lot of good important pieces. Uh, you know, defensively, you got Brown and, and Pace Young. I mean, dude, I, I just don't know. I really don't. Um, I'd have to go with probably Jeffrey Akuda. Mm-hmm. Um, wherever that may be, I definitely know that he's going to go in the top ten, probably top eight. Oh, for sure. And Bobby, who's your, <laughs> who do you feel most confidently about there, Bobby? Uh, Derek Brown. I mean, 
that's my wild card. I mean, that guy could go anywhere from like number. I'm not gonna say number two because I think the skins are gonna take uh, Young. Chase Young. But um, I mean, Derek Brown and um, Tua. <laughs> People don't realize though that quarterbacks are. If you can get that, you got to take a risk. You got to reach. Tua is throwing some balls that a lot of people have never seen before. So whoever gets him, you're going to have a chance, you know, and you got to reach. You got to make a chance. You got to reach. But I mean, I I mean, honestly, to me personally, I think the best player in this trap right now, in this top 10 is Derek Brown. T Lyman for uh, Auburn. That's, That's my guy. Well, there you have it then. Bobby has made it known. Brown is the number one player in this draft. Mark it yep. down. We'll be we'll be checking in on that a few years from now and see if that stands. But let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Next episode is going to be 11 through 21. And then the episode after that is going to be 22 through 32. So for Matt and Bobby, this is Wes. And thank you for listening. Thanks.